Pastor Collins Dubaza is the head pastor for ICGC Eliezer's Temple. He is a teacher of the word, man of prayer, and a worshipper. His ministry has been accredited with signs and wonders. As a pastor, he is passionate about seeing his members grow in the fear of God, in wisdom and knowledge. His love for God and the things of God has been tested and approved over the years. Church, with a clap offering, shall we welcome the ministry of Pastor Collins Dubaza. The voice and shout unto him for his mercies shown unto you. Amen. Lift up your hands with me. Say the eternal God is our river. He opens rivers in desolate heights. The Lord makes the wilderness a pool of water. The Lord God is my son and shield. The Lord give grace and glory. Therefore, I delight myself in him. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall be fresh and flourishing. Though the earth be shaken, the name of the Lord is my strong tower. Though the earth be shaken, the name of the Lord is my strong tower. By faith, I affirm that in Christ alone is my salvation. In him I live and move and have my being. It is written, the righteous are like a tree planted by the waters, bearing fruits in its seasons. So I boldly declare, as for me, my God has made me exceedingly, exceedingly, fruitful in this season my spirit bears fruits fruits of righteousness my talent makes way for me with my hands i will plant i will build i will harvest day by day step by step in jesus name amen let's take our seats it is our anniversary thanksgiving service icgc we are 37 years and we want to keep a clap of renown to that. The Lord has been good. A church that started small in a classroom in 1984, 26th of February, has now grown to become a mega church all over this country, and in UK, and in US, and in Europe. And we are grateful for the founding leaders. And we are grateful for the Lord for his grace and the spirit that he has released over this church and will continue to release unto us. And as last Sunday we said, Apusu Assembly also, we are 11 years old and we are celebrating our anniversary with the church as a whole. We want to give an offering unto the Lord for that too. This morning, I want to bring the word of the Lord to you. The Lord wants us to receive today. It is something that is much awakening within my spirit and the Lord by his spirit has been speaking forth into my ears to bring this word unto you. Even though in the perspective of humanity, this word is not a word that is good for today because we are in a celebration mood, but it is very difficult for the Holy Spirit to give unto us this word because it is his church and he knows his flocks and he knows the state of his flocks and he knows what the flocks need at a point in time. You want to bow down your heads with me? Shall only my foundation. 
open our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 10, the verse 20. Then we'll quickly take something from the book of Revelation chapter 30, verse 1 to 5. Take it from the 19 for me. 
This morning, I want you to take your seat well and open up your spirit to hear the voice of the Lord. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirit are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Some versions will say, rejoice for your names are written in the book of life. This morning, I want to preach on what the Lord has, which I've been able to entitle. Hey, pause. Is your name in the book of life? When you read the preceding verses from the the chapter 10 of Luke, the verse 18 to 19, Jesus gave a command unto his disciples. And I want to take my time to speak this morning. I don't want to rush it. And I want each and every one here to hear what the Lord has for us. He said, and he gave them power to go and cast out devils. And the disciples went out, laid hands on the sick, and they were healed. They cast out demons and the spirit obeyed. So they returned unto Jesus and said, Master, in a state of rejoicing, he said, Demons even bow to our voices. They succumb to us. The sick are being healed. The lame are walking. We are doing great things with the power you gave unto us. And the verse 20 said, Notwithstanding that all these things are happening. In as much as you are rejoicing, rejoice because your name is written in heaven. So then I asked myself, these people brought glad tight, gladness of Jesus Christ. They came rejoicing. They came telling Jesus their achievement. But Jesus said, those things are needful, but don't rejoice in such things. But the rejoicing should be based on the fact that your names are written in the book of heaven. So it's not about my certificate. It is not about the cars that I have. It is not about the mansions I built. It's not about the number of people that serve me. I have the right to rejoice in that. But no, I have to pause and act. And as much as I'm rejoicing in all this achievement, it's my name written in heaven. So they came to Jesus. We are happy. Now we are walking in the spirit. We carry the mantle. We are healing the sick. It's just as we are also walking this earth and we are glad and saying, God has blessed me with the car. God has blessed me with a wife. God has blessed me with a husband. He has blessed me with mansion, with a job. We are glad. But he's saying we should pause. Take a minute and ask. These things are good to rejoice in. But the most important thing that we have to rejoice in is the fact that my name, your name, is written in the book of life. Let's go to Revelation chapter 3. So, hey, box is your name in the book of life. We are too busy in this life this year 
and we are too busy in these days. All our focus is on material things, fleshy things. We are struggling and doing all sorts of things, praying, doing all sorts of things. Just get things that brings out for truth. But let us pause. Let us take time and ask ourselves this question this morning. Is my name, Collins, written in the book of life? Is your name, Blessed Study, written in the book of life? Is your name, Ayim Stephen, written in the book of life? Is your name, Samuel Anna, written in the book of life? Is your name, Mauli Ebenezer, written in the book of life? Your name is written as the pastor of this church. Your name is written in that office. Our names are written all sorts of places. And even in the records of the registration of cars, your name is written that you are an owner of a car. When we go to the commission of lands, your name is written that you owe three plots of land. When we go to the commissions, wherever a man's name are written, probably your name is there. But it's your name written in the book of life. Revelation 3, the verse 1 to 5. Said unto the angel of the church in Sardis, right? These things said that are the seven spirit of God. And seven start. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember thereof how thou hast received a head, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come on, upon thee. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. The verse 5. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father, and before his angels. This is a letter to the church. And as I've read before, even though the Lord spoke to seven churches, but these seven churches represent the various churches that are in this world, and the kind of spirit and the kind of state the churches find themselves in. Today, the Lord is telling us that he knows us, and many people see us that we are godly. Many people see us that we are perfect, but he says we are not. And he says, if we repent, as people see us as Christians and they think we are perfect and attest to us that we are perfect in the eyes of God, he said, no. For you bear the name of perfectness, but I am saying no. That if you repent, therefore I will not blot out your names from the book of life, but I will make mention of your name before my father. Child of God, we have to ask ourselves this question. That in as much as we are in this world, the hope of the believer is that a day will come that we shall inherit the kingdom of God. That we shall go and have our place in heaven. But they that enter into heaven are they whose name are written in the book of life. And Jesus is saying some of us names have been written. But if we do not repent, he will blot out our name. So it is not about you writing your name or your name being written in the book of life. But it's about you being able to maintain that your name still remains when the day of the Lord comes. Jesus is coming soon. And is coming with judgment to judge both the dead and the living. 
But they that were qualified to walk with him in that garment are they who have their name in the book of life. So in our ambitions, in our aspirations in this year, and in the years past, and even as we sojourn in this 2021, we want to pause a little. We want to come back to ourselves and ask this question. If the Lord comes today, would I be part of they whose name will be mentioned in the book of life? That you are faithful and good servant. Go to my right. If today the Lord appears in his glory, as the Bible says, that when the day Jesus was ascending heaven, he said, the same way you see him, so shall he come again. But this time he will not come as a savior, but he shall come as a church. The church, we have become too busy trying to have a form of perfectness, trying to have a form of excellence, trying to have everything material. But he said, they that are carnally minded are dead. But to be spiritually minded is life. He said, we should be there that will focus on the things of the spirit and the things of this earth. These things are important. It is important to have a car in this life. It is good to have a house for where are you going to sleep. It is good to have an education. It is good to have a job because with that, that is when you can bless the Lord and even work in his house and support the kingdom of God. But in as much as we are doing this thing, our focus should not be drifted solely on those things. But we should come to a point in every day in time, come back to ourselves, that the power that I'm walking, does it make me continuously to walk in the eyes of God? And will it continue to make my name remain in the book of life? Or my name is being bloated out of the book of life? He said, I will come back again. The focus is on material and not spiritual things. Our focus as a Christian should be salvation into eternal life. Your focus as a Christian should be salvation to eternal life. So Paul said that we will work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That is when, when, when somebody says you work out something with fear, that means the thing is so much important that you have to use all consciousness. You have to give it every sense of importance. For when a man gains all this earth and loses his soul, what has he gained? When you gain all the material world, brothers and sisters, people are dying lately. That without any call, you hear here and there somebody is dying. We are alive today because the Lord is giving you opportunity to repent from your sins. The Lord is giving you opportunity to repent from the ways that you are living. The Lord is giving us opportunity that we will not die in our sins. I may leave this room and immediately I leave here, I may die. Where am I going? You may leave this place and you get to your house and the next minute will call and you will be told that you are dead. Where are you going? For the word of God says that it is appointed according to Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. For it is appointed for man to die. But after death, there is judgment. Bring out the first Corinthians 6. Philippians 4, 3.
know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Know ye not that these people will not inherit the kingdom? That means these people's name will never be written in the book of life. And if even their name was found in the book of life from the beginning, and at the end they were still walking in unrighteousness, their name would be bloated out. Some people tell us that one safe is always safe. But, but the scripture is telling us that one safe is always, always safe. Jesus said, for they are names that he can bloat out. That means you are not safe today and forever you remain safe. But until you walk continuously in the light of your salvation, then your name will remain. Then that day when Jesus comes in his glory and in his power, when he's mentioning there that qualify, your name will be mentioned. But when he's mentioning the name and you are found unworthy, your name will not be mentioned. Ask your neighbor or tell your neighbor beside you, take your time. Pause again and ask yourself, is my name in the book of life? Give me the Philippians. Four, three. And I entreat thee also through help with me in the gospel, with Clement and with other fellow members whose name in the book of life. This is Paul making a testimony. A short testimony of certain people in the church. And he's saying that these ones should be greeted for him. Fellow laborers in the vineyard of God. And he said, these ones are not just fellow laborers. But their names are written in the book of life. It would have just ended. So it means that sometimes we can work in the house of the Lord. You can serve. You can do all sorts of things. But the most important thing is that at the end, your name is in that book. That book that will be opened that day. The day you die. Even though the rapture is not in the day you will die. That book will be immediately opened. Because the Bible says that it is appointed for man to die once. But after death, there is judgment. And the moment you die, the book will be opened. And when your name is not found in the book, demons will come and carry your body. But when your name is found, the angelic host will come with glad tidings, with joy and rejoicing and carry you to heaven. Where is your name? In the book of Exodus chapter 32, Verse 32 to 33, Moses makes a very, very, very important revelation. And sometimes we are meant to believe that these things about the rapture and about the coming of the Lord is only in the New Testament. I was so much astounded when I read Exodus again and the Lord opened my eyes to this scripture. Say yet now, if thou will forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. This is when the people have 
God spoke against God. And Moses went to intercede on behalf of the Israelites. And he said, if God will not forgive their sin, then God, the God of his servants, will blot out his name. So that means even in the days of old, Moses, his understanding, understood that there is a book that God has who contains the names of people who walk righteously in his sight. And Moses was saying, I've walked righteously before you. And everything I've done means that my name should be in that book. But I want to trade my name for the salvation of the people of Israel. So he said, God, forgive these people. Or I would rather wish my name is blotted out of your book. So the book of life is not something that the apostles of uh, uh, that time brought about. But it was something that existed. That God opened the eyes of Moses to see. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Whoever sins against me, him will I blow out of my book. Ask yourself, sin against the Lord. And right now, let's just imagine, is your name being cancelled right now? When the Lord look at your life and look at your state, and look at the deeds of your life, ask, have your name already been blotted out? Or if it's an eraser, they have cleaned your first name, it's left with your surname, which is about to be clean. Or if it's a, it's, it's, it's a pen that they are using, they are cancelling it. Or probably some of us, it has been cancelled, it has been written again. has been cancelled, it has been written again. But what shows that today, if the Lord appears right now, your name is there. Jesus did that. He diverted the focus of the disciples. He saw that they were so happy. Just as we are also happy in our achievement. We are happy. We are building big houses. We are building big auditoriums. Nice church buildings. But is that what pleases the Lord? He said, rejoice in this thing, but rather rejoice better that your names are in the book of heaven. So it tells you and I that the most important thing that we have to every day, ask ourselves when we wake up in the morning and we are going out, is my name still in that book? Is my name still in that book? This thing I am doing, is it going to cause me and make my name remain in the book? Or what I am doing is going to cause my name to be written out of the book? That should be our focus. But our focus is not on that. Our focus is about our business. Our focus is about our, our life. Our focus is about our need. But all these things, we shall leave them. And just as we go to funerals, people are laid in state. And no matter how big they are, no matter the life that they live, no matter the achievement they had, no matter the material what they had, none is carried with them. But these same things are the things that have caused many people to lose their salvation. Are you in the house of the Lord? How do we get your name written? Repent from your sins and be born again if you are not. For he that will believe in the Son of God who came to die shall be saved. And his name will be written in the book of life. The disciples received Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They accepted him as the Son of God. They believed in him. And he said because of that, their names were written in the book of life. So that should be their rejoice. And that should be their focus. Not in the healing and in the miracles. So if you know you are here and your name, you have not even believed in Christ Jesus. Your name has not even been registered for this to be written. Repent from your sins. So John the Baptist came preaching and said, repent from your sin that you may receive salvation. 
the apostles came preaching and said, all men should repent from our sins. Because the blood of Jesus is the blood that was shed for the remission of sins. He said, for all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of the living God. But when Jesus Christ came, he has given us life that we may receive remission of our sins. Secondly, if you have been born again, but you have deviated or backslidden, repent from your sins and come back to the Lord. Just as the prodigals and Jesus said, this is how the kingdom of God is. When a man sins and comes back, the Lord receives him. Revelation chapter 21 verse 27. There shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth neither whatsoever whether or make it a lie. It will be written in the Lamb's book of life. So unless you repent of these sins, you can't enter. No church can cause your name to be written in this book. No pastor can cause your name to be written in this book. No apostle, no prophet. The only thing that can make sure that your name is written here is repenting from your sins. Asking the Lord for forgiveness. For he said in 1 John 1, he said, For he that will confess his sin, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive. The Lord is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. Come before him today. That in this day, I know I have sinned against you. Lord, I repent. I don't want to walk in that way. I want my name. I want my peace and my rejoicing. Not to be in my status. Not to be in my achievement. But because my name is written in your book of life. Save me. Give me another chance. And the Lord is willing to give you that chance. The Lord is willing to accept you once again. That is why the blood of Jesus is the blood of atonement. It's the blood that still lives on. That in every moment in time when we come to him, he will wash us and cleanse us. Why is the Lord talking to us this morning in this matter? He said, for the end times are these. When the time of the Lord is near, there will be wickedness all over the earth. There will be famine. There will be all kinds of sicknesses and disease. There will be wars. Children will be so much disobedient. And things that are not mentioned among women beings are things that will want to be mentioned. Homosexualities and all these things will start prevailing. False prophets. And the times and now even the days and the number of hours in a day. He's telling us that the coming of the Lord is there. Now you wake up at 6 a.m. By the time you realize the day is over. And you ask time and say time, age, and power. The Lord and the hour of the Lord is coming. It's near. It's coming quickly. It's coming quickly. And 2 Peter 3 tells us something that I want to bring to your notice. Which is very, very important in our time. And I've heard that even one pastor or whatever said that when he was born, he heard that Jesus is coming. He has lived and he's grown now. Jesus still is not coming. Peter explains that in the days of old. And some of us are even saying that. Sometimes we blaspheme. Yes, we can't so back with a bicycle go me through here. And the Lord is coming. And the Lord is coming. And the Lord is coming. I want us to go to Peter. 
Second Peter three four. It's coming soon. The promise of his coming. For saying the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Let's move on. For this they are willing are ignorant of that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and the perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Let me end there. Sometimes we feel we have heard about the coming of the Lord. And we feel, oh, it is a promise that will never come to pass. And many of us are using that as an excuse. But even if the Lord does not come today, you will die tomorrow. And you still go and meet him. If the Lord even does not come, people are still dying. But Peter is saying that all those people are saying, the day of Noah, that was the same statement they were making. That it will not happen. When Noah was preaching, it will not happen. And he took them by surprise. And he's saying that a day to the Lord, for as the Lord, a thousand years, it's like what? A day. And one day with the Lord is like a thousand years. So it tells us that the day of the Lord is not known to you, but it's known to him. So don't count the days of the Lord according to how we count it. But because he is still willing that all of us will come to the saving knowledge of Christ, that he has held on, he said, by the same way, he has held unto the world that that perdition will not come now. But a time is coming, which is now, that the Lord will come out of the clouds. And if today or tomorrow, are you prepared to receive him? Are you prepared to say, Lord, come. I am ready. Some of us today, and myself, if someone enters here and holds a gun at me, can I say to, to die is gain? But when I die, I'm going to the Lord. We all run. We want to save our life. But ask yourself. If you get involved in an accident and you die, where is your soul going? Ask yourself. Will you die a natural death today? Where are you going? We are too busy as Christians attending church, doing all sorts of religious activities. And we are glad and happy. We are rejoicing. But we are not rejoicing and taking key if our names are there. And the only thing that will make you understand that your name is there, they have repented of your ways, accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, and walking according to his precepts. As long as you know you are walking according to the precepts of God, then you know your name is there. Take note that Jesus is not coming as a Savior, but he's coming as a judge. Just as he came, he said, I came to save the lost. And I came not for the righteous. But now, when he's coming, he's coming for the righteous. And if the Lord has not come before, you die. When you die, you will go and meet him. So if he does not come today, and I die today, still there is judgment. The judgment has been set. It's like that sometimes when you talk about it, it's like when I pick a gun and I shoot this man, 
immediately I kill him, even though I have not been taken to court. I know a judgment has already been done. Before I immediately have shot this man, I know the laws. I know the standard that any man that kills is a murderer. And murderers automatically, when you go to the courtroom, either you are sentenced to death or life imprisonment. So even though the police have not come, he starts running because he understands that immediately he's caught and arrested. Judgment has been cast. He knows that either he's going for life imprisonment or death sentence. So when you die, the judgment has been set. That moment you die and we are crying. We are crying, we are crying, we are crying, we are crying. Your soul already departs from you. The judgment has been cast. And we are here in your barrier. We sprinkle all kinds of water on your, your coffin. We say all kinds of good things. We will, we, will, we will dance. We will sing all kinds of hymns. We will carry you, throw you, get all this new way of burying people. They will dance with your coffin. At that time that we are dancing with your coffin, your spirit already departed a long time ago. You are not those where you are. And the only thing that you can see is just that when the Bible says about Lazarus and the rich man. He said the rich man was in hellfire. And he said, Lazarus, can you go back to the dead and tell my brethren what I am going through? But they are still rejoicing because he was able to see what was going on in this earth. Just as you also died. And if we are still on this earth, you will see because of where you are. If you are in heaven, you will be rejoicing. And you will pray that we will also have our way. And we will walk in the path of the Lord and come to the saving knowledge of Christ. And walk in righteousness. But if you are in torment, you will wish that God will give you a second chance for you to come on this earth. To come and preach to us. But it will be too late. That is why he said, the word of the Lord is near you. Today it has come to you. If you hear and you receive and repent, you shall be saved. I pray that we will not just gather because we are gathering as Christians. But we are gathering because we have a hope that if the Lord of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ appears today, even in this auditorium, in the eye of everybody here, we'll be glad to shout glory, hallelujah. We'll be glad to sing glory, hallelujah, because we know we are going with our Lord. We are going to the place that he promised us. To bring all this to an end. What are you doing? That your spirit is telling you it's not right. What are you doing that the Holy Spirit is prompting you to stop? What have you gotten yourself into? The Bible says that for the righteous shall fall seven times by the right. So that means God has even given us a room. That when you fall, it gives you an opportunity to rise again. But not to stay in where you are. Rise from your fall. Rise from your filth. Ask the Lord to wash you clean again. Ask the Lord to write your name in his book of life. That if he appears, you shall go with him. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14 to 18. As our hope as Christians. And you have to understand this. I don't say be one as Let's eat, make merry, enjoy life. When you die, it's okay. Sometimes that is our mindset. Let's eat, make merry. He said, every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Each and every one should know how to possess his vessel in continuous sanctification and honor unto the Lord. Not in the last business. Wow. Yes. 
even as the Gentile which know not God. Six. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have for one you can testify. For God has not called us into uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despise and despise the man by God, who has also given unto him, unto us his Holy Spirit. The nine. But as touching brotherly love, he did not that I write unto you, for ye you yourself are taught of God to love. Take it to the 14. Let's talk about this one to the 14. Are you there? Are you at the 14? All right. To the 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, that is our conviction. We all believe, a few Christians believe that Jesus died and rose again. So if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, so them also which sleep in Jesus, God will bring with him. 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall arise first. Then which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So who are then sign? The dead who die in Christ will be lifted up. So that means those who do not die in Christ will remain. And those of us who are on earth who are in Christ shall also be caught up with him. That is what we call up. It will happen. That you are standing with your neighbor and he's caught up in the air, gone. And your mother that was dead, and you thought she is dead and it's over, will rise from the dead and be caught up in the sky. Christians believe that when the brother or sister dies in the Lord, there is an expectation that a time will come they will see each other again. But the only way is to have your name written in the book of life. Tell your neighbor again, hey, hey, pause and ask, is your name in the book of life? Pause, pause. Take your time. We are too busy. Our aspirations and our ambitions, our desires are so many that we have lost focus. Even pastors, we have lost focus. Prophets have lost focus. Because we have been drifted. Just as the disciples lost focus. They were rejoicing in what was not the important thing. But the important thing is our salvation. Apart from the judgment of Christ. There are many sufferings. That shall come up against those. Who will remain on this earth after the rapture. I always be saying this thing when I became a Christian. Jokingly, I said, me, God, I don't want to remain after rapture because I can't go through that suffering that many people will go through. Because common panel gravity is wrong. Common panel. I don't want to enter the hospital. For you to be 
take my blood sample. If in common, that one they used to prick you to take your blood for malaria. Close my eyes, ah, before you can do it. Come ask for the rapture. When it comes and you remain, that is when the beast and the antichrist will rule this head and they will torment the souls of people. When you are free, you are not able to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and personal Savior to walk in his ways. How much more now you are being afflicted? When now that you could carry Bible and nobody could help you, you are not able to walk in the ways of God. At that time that they would declare, no Bible should be carried. What would you do? The time is now for us to have that mindset of returning to the Lord. Apart from judgment, there are many sufferings. Apart from the judgment that Christ will bring, there are many sufferings before the judgment will be passed. I pray that just as it's written in 1 Corinthians 5, 15, verse 19, that is my last scripture. In Revelation chapter 13, verse 8 and 17, verse 8. Let me read these three scriptures and we, we, we close. My time is up. But I don't know who the Lord is speaking to, but I believe he's speaking to all of us. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of men most miserable. What it means? If you're a Christian and your hope in Christ, the reason why you're in Christ is that you will get material things. You will get breakthroughs. You will get healing. You will get signs and wonders. You will get followings. And not hoping for the glory of the Lord to come that you will join your Father in heaven. Then you are miserable. Then you are miserable. It's just like a person telling you that you are miserable. It's a very strong word to use. It's like if your only hope. But now is Christ risen from the dead. And become the first fruits of them that slept. Who sleep. Who all die. I will rise again. But when you rise, is it unto the blessings of the Lord or unto For since by man death came, and by man also the resurrection of the dead will come. If by Adam death came, by Jesus Christ, the righteous will also rise. So if you die, you will rise again. If you are living, you will be with the Lord. But the only thing is that your name will remain in the book of life. The only way to be continuously in the Lord. Revelation 13 verse 8. And let's look at what will happen. The 17 verse 8. 13 verse 8 and 17 verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Whose names are not written in the book of life. Of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. When you read further, when you read the previous verse, it was talking about the beast who will take over the world, who will reign, who will boast in great things, who will make the world, everybody in the world will worship him. 
And the people that will worship him, this one is not worship him by choice, but worship him yeah. by force. If you don't worship, you don't have food. If you don't worship, you don't have access to anything. If you don't worship, you cannot live. And he said, the only people that will remain to worship, go back, are they whose name are not written in the book of life. Because those whose name are written in the book of life, when the Lord appears, they will be raptured with the Lord. And those that have not been raptured will remain. And now the beast will rule. Go to the 17 too. Chapter 17 verse 8. Ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition, and they that dwell on the edge shall wonder whose names were not in the book of life. The beast will rise, who was, and is not. When you read the book of Revelation, it said there was a beast that has seven horns, and one horn was broken, and that same horn came back again. That beast will come, and when he comes, not a beast like a goat or a sheep. Like a beast, like an animal, but he will be a human being. And that person will reign on this earth, determining everything that men will do. And everyone from young to old, from rich to poor, will worship him. And the only people that will not worship such a beast are they whose name will be found in the book of life, who will join the Lord in glory, who the Lord, when he comes, will rapture them. But the only people that will worship this beast are they whose name will not be found in the book of life. Do you want to worship the Lord? Or you want to worship the peace. And to worship the Lord who gives us freely everything that we need. Who gives us a choice and a will. Or you worship the one that will detect everything that you have to do. The one that will not come with, with, with joy. But will come giving you sorrow, pain. Which one do you want to worship? Do you want to remain whilst your brethren are caught up in the glory of the Lord? May the Lord give us grace. May the Lord show us mercy. May the Lord continue to cause the blood of Jesus that was shed upon the cross to cleanse us of every iniquity of every sin. You want to bow down your head? You want to pray briefly? You want to go before the Lord? The Lord, I have received your word. Whoever you are, you know your own state. You are the, you are the exact mirror of yourself. Are a mirror of your own life. You know who you are. You know what is in you. You know your deeds even from yesterday. And you know if the Lord comes today, then we should repent. Repent. Revelation 3, 5. And strengthen what is remaining. Strengthen what is remaining. Repent. And strengthen what is remaining. Confess your sins unto the Lord. Ask him, he said, for he is faithful and just to forgive us if you confess our sins. The word of the Lord that comes every day, like today, is the word that comes to watch. It has washed you. The blood of Jesus to cleanse you and pay for your sins. You are talking to the Lord that you don't want to walk that path again. May he write your name in the book of life. If you are here and you know that you have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you want to rise up wherever you are with me. Let me pray with you. If you are here, you know you have not accepted Jesus Christ. As your Lord and Savior. And you want to give your life unto him. 
that he should be your Lord. He should be your Savior. You want to allow him to take charge over your life. Live through you. Rise up on your feet wherever you are. So we now ask for your love. Jesus. And you are here, you know, within your soul that you have feared of the path of righteousness. You want to lift up your hand and let me pray with you as you are sitting. You know that there are some ways that you are walking. All eyes closed. You just lift up your hand and let me pray with you. Lord Jesus, just as the prodigal son came before the father, so have we come before you this morning, Lord. Bringing before you the souls that you purchased with your own blood. Cleanse and purge. Restore your grace and your spirit of righteousness of the dead. Father, in the name of Jesus, May you grant them the ability to walk in the path of righteousness. And may you write their names in the book of life. That if you come back in your second coming, even in today, they shall be caught up with you in glory. As long as they remain on this earth, Lord, the enemy will come against them fiercely with schemes to take them away from your presence. But Lord, as you have snatched these ones, O oh God, from the fire of destruction, may you keep them safe by your power in Jesus' mighty name. I pray for this church, ICGC, that even as we celebrate this anniversary, Lord, any iniquity of this church, in any sins of this church, from the head to the bottom, Lord, let it be forgiven. Cleanse us, Lord, and restore. ICGC worldwide, we pray that may there be a revival, that our rejoicing and our happiness and our joy shall be because we are a church whose members have their name written in your book of life. We thank you. They have released your spirit of righteousness in abundance. Your spirit for the desire of holiness. Panting as the dear pan that we shall pan for righteousness from today. We shall pan for holiness from today. We shall pan to walk in your presence from today. That the desire of the young, the old, the young woman, the young man shall be to walk in your ways. We bless you Lord in Jesus mighty name. Amen.